Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick, and guess what? You guys are listening to The Jim Bob Show. Hey, this is Wayne Larrabee, and you're listening to Roar on WGN. Hey, this is Jim McMahon, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. I had to pop a beer for this one. Hello, boy. Yeah. Hey, this is Brian Urlacher, and you're listening to The Jim Bob Show. That's awesome. Oh, that's then, it. How about one? This is Brian Urlacher. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's I about love that one. <laughs> Half the coaches in the league, the Mondays were the worst. And that's when you really got tested, when you came off a tough loss. You got into the office on Monday. You found out two more players were hurt. You didn't realize the sky's always fallen in the NFL on Mondays. Chicago's been a great sports town. They're hungry for people that play hard. And if you play hard and win, they love you forever. 720 WGN high atop Chicago in the Skyline Studio and on great stations around the country. It is the Jim Bob Show, game day edition, and Jim Bob on the line. It isn't always that we have the all-time leading score for anything, right? Much less the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs. It is the one and only Nick Lowry. Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, it is going to be the week that I predict will be one of the greatest NFL playoff games in history. Sunday night at the Bills. Everybody's talking about, you know, oh, my God, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey never played a road playoff game. Let me give you one stat just to kind of clarify things. Okay, in history, Patrick Mahomes is 36 and 11 at home. But guess what he is on the road? He's 38 and 11. And then there's that Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, who is just a different beast. So I'm not too worried. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Two great teams. And whoever wins is going to have to earn it. Right, Jim Bob? I'll tell you, I I appreciate that because I think this is what I was telling Dane off the air a little bit ago. I said, if the Bills don't beat the Chiefs in Buffalo this weekend... On Sunday at 5.30, okay, the game starts. If by 8 o'clock the Bills are not victorious, okay, I'm going to tell you something. They're never going to beat the Chiefs because the psychological damage that's going to get done on this game, they'll never beat them in a play. They'll beat them in regular season, but they will never beat them. This will be like the Bills' old coach, Marv, four futile attempts in the Super Bowl. I don't think the Bills get, if they don't get past the Chiefs, they're never going to get past them in the playoff scenario. And it's, let's also add one more interesting little caveat to this, which is that when those 13 seconds confronted Patrick Mahomes, and in 13 seconds he set the Chiefs up for Harrison Butker, who, by the way, asked me about kickers. There's the best kicker in the darn NFL this season. Period is Harrison Butker. He nails that, and then they win in overtime. Why? Because they win the, the toss. They go right down and score a touchdown. Now, what happened from that is changing the rules. Oh, no. The Buffalo Bills, we need a chance. We deserve a chance to, to get the ball as well. So, you know, there could be some interesting scenarios where – where the exact rule that Buffalo fought for actually gives the Chiefs a chance to come back in overtime as well. And this this game could definitely go to overtime. Do you think if that's the case and we're looking at that, so your money is on Harrison Butker versus Tyler Bass on on who can win? Well, I'll tell you why. Tyler Bass, if you watch the last game, two things happened. One, he badly missed his last kick. I mean, the worst I've ever seen because he's normally a great kicker. Guess what? you got a new punter because your punter's injured, and the new punter is also the new holder. 
That's a big deal. I don't care about anything else. You've got to be comfortable with your holder. Now, they'll be more comfortable having had a week of practice, but then now let's get our third statistic, key statistics for the game. These guys played Monday night, right? These guys played late afternoon Monday. They have two less days to recover, mm-hmm. and then, of course, they've had the lake effect, 4,000 feet of snow. So it doesn't mean anything. You know, in the game, anybody can win, but two less days when they've got lots of injuries to Banford, to, to Taylor Rapp, uh, Terrell Bernard, Gabe Davis, wide receiver, had a huge game against us a year ago. So, once again, if the Chiefs think, oh, they're more injured than us, we're going to win, no, that doesn't work that way either. But we're throwing in the things that are beautiful, big colors in the painting that's going to be this historic game. You mentioned the consistency of Patrick Mahomes. Things don't seem to phase him, whether it was the weather and, like you said, home in a way, basically the same. But do you think maybe that's all part of it, too, is that the Chiefs have a strong game, whether it's Bucker, whether it's the kicker, the best kicker, right? That defense is playing really great, too. Is it all this focus on Mahomes and Kelsey? The rest of the team is great. My gosh, they've got the two best defensive backs in the league. Uh, Sneed just absolutely shut down Tariq Hill, except for one play. Tariq Hill had eight yards. And after the game, an unusually humbled Tariq Hill gave all the credit to the Chiefs. So they punked him yeah, up. They punked him well. up. They punked him up. Let me tell you something. You're right. The the Chiefs, the defense, I thought, didn't get the, the compliments that they, the credit they deserved in, in that game last week is that I thought the Chiefs' defense was magnificent and they just punked. You know, Tyreek Hill up. I, I watched this. You know, that was a great game. We watched it collectively together in the El Bendito Yankee Suite. But I, I want to get back to something is that, you know, we're talking to Nick Lowry, who's the all-time leading scorer for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Fame. And and so I think that this, this Bills-Chiefs game does come down to the kickers. And what I want to know is that Tyler Bass just went 33% in a playoff game. Okay, and if you look at at what he did for most part of the year, I mean, you know, he's like, you know, 80 some percent, I think uh, 82 percent, 83 percent kicking. What's that do when you come off a game and you're in a playoff scenario and you just went 33 percent? Where's his psyche cat going to be for this game, Nick? Because you you know better than anybody and one of the most consistent kickers ever in the NFL. Tell us the thought process that's in Tyler Bass's head right now when we've got a 39-yard field goal to either win or tie or put the game in overtime. and, and he, I can tell you, buddy. Yeah. I can tell you because we're playing almost exactly a year uh, to this day. 30 years ago, we're playing Pittsburgh Steelers with a guy named Joe Montana, Marcus Allen, and Joe throws a fourth down strike in the end zone to tie it up. Now, at the end of that regulation, Marty could not decide whether to run on the field and kick a field goal. So I find he finally decides with 15 seconds left, I run on the field and I miss a 43-yarder. And, it, you know, it's horrible, man, but it's tied. It could have won the game. Now, what's going through my head? What's going through my head, because it's right there, right then, is keep your damn head down and attack the ball. That's it. Because what happens with most kickers, when you, including Tyler Bass, when you're not as confident and you're worried about it, you'll pick your head up just like in golf, just a half second, a tenth of a second early. And the second you do that, you lose your follow through and you're in trouble. You got to attack the ball, not kill it, but attack the ball, because that's when your natural rhythm, your natural flow, the synapses in your brain that know how to do it a thousand times better than you do will take over. 
And that's what you got to do. And I remember saying to myself, keep your head down and tack the ball. And I got a good hold from my buddy, Brian Barker, and it went right down the middle. Thank God. So, you know, that's what you got to do. And, and you've got to reinforce that. But it's going to be an issue because it's not just him. He's got to trust his holder, too. So there's going to be a little bit, just a tiny ounce of hesitation. He'll probably be fine because he's a darn good kicker. But it is going to be an issue. Yeah, I, I just wondered because, you know, coming off of a game where you go 33% and the, the previous four or five games he was 100%, you know, in two for two, one for one, one for one, two for two, is that, and here he goes one for three. And it's just, to me, I think it's, I'm just looking up stats the other day across the games. It's got to be a factor. You got to have that confidence, Nick. And it's got to be terrifying. You look at just the way that those moments with the kickers in game, specifically playoffs, stuff on the line. Jim Bob mentioned eternal frustration, right? If they lose, they'll never lose again. And you know, specifically to the Bills, you look at Scott Norwood, right? A, a good kicker could have done a lot of things. That one moment in his life has defined the public perception. It's scary. Yeah, you know, you're talking about the kickers. Let's also talk about the tight ends because those two tight ends for Buffalo Jets kicked, you know what, and Dawson Knox has six touchdowns in the first quarter, more than Jerry Rice, more than anybody in NFL history in the first quarter because they want to get done quickly. <laughs> so I made a prediction on our El Bandito show El Bandito Yankee Tequila, the greatest tequila anywhere mm -hmm. in our show in Kansas City. And I said, the guy, the that other tight end that somebody, you know, a few people have talked about, Travis Kelsey, will score. He's only had one touchdown in 10 weeks. He will score on Sunday night. And that will be the difference in the game. The guy had a couple drops. I was a little worried about it. You know, he's being tough with his bare, bare arms. But in the end, it was like, you know, it is cold out there, buddy. And he was walking with a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of slow uh, reserve, not like the normal energy. But I think that this guy is ready and primed to have the big game. He's always been big in the playoffs. we got to have him. And I think he's going to realize those knucklehead tight ends of Buffalo are, are you know, they're worried about me now. I, I, gotta, got, I, I gotta like that. Is that I, I like the prop bet of Kelsey scoring. I think that, that Nick, Nick Lowry people just put out the number one prop bet that's going to be out there <laughs> on every betting site. But I, I think that that the, you brought about, you know, they like to score quick and so forth. I think that's a good point because I think if Josh Allen, if he doesn't get down the field and score that first drive and, and, you know, he's a guy, if you make him do long drives, it messes with him. And if the Chiefs can make him have to go through a long progression to score, it frustrates him, and then he's been apt to throw the interceptions because he gets antsy. Yep. I think we can see that. I think that this is. I, I think this is part of the matchup. I'm telling you this. I'm taking the Chiefs against the Bills in the in the blizzard of Buffalo, and it's going to be the Chiefs' blizzard against <laughs> Buffalo, and they're going to come out victorious. And I got one more factor for you guys. Isaiah Pacheco did not play in the last game. And it, what started and to me set everything up was his first couple runs, three runs right in the first two first downs. He just crushed it right up the middle. Bam. Piston like kneecaps <laughs> banging against the heads of of the other team and, and created a couple uh, big runs, which said, you got to respect me. He was not there in the first game against Buffalo. He will be back. And he creates that balance that creates more space 
for Patrick Mahomes to do his magic. Last thing, Nick, in a game that is uh, super relevant for the Midwestern fans, and you think back a couple years ago, the Packers getting knocked out of the playoffs by San Francisco, former Bear Robbie Gold, was the one who kicked it to win, to have them lose. When you look at that game against the Cowboys with the Packers, the only flaw was that mixed kick that they had. Your thoughts on that? Will it come down to the kickers in San Francisco? Well, uh, they've got a rookie kicker for San Francisco, and he's been pretty good, but he's not Robbie Gold. I mean, to be honest, Robbie Gold, I, I still to this day, I, I would never let go a guy that you could depend on for the big kick. So there's the edge right there. San Francisco, you know, you get a, a, a bye week suddenly. Bye weeks don't always help. It didn't help the, the, the Chiefs in the playoffs before Andy Reid. Since Andy Reid, it's been different. But, you know, that's going to be an interesting thing that could well come down to that. Yeah, Nick, in regards to that comment about, you know, you got a rookie and you, you got rid of a guy who, who made the pressure kicks and you, you bring in, you know, the rookie, Jake Moody, who's, who's had a very good, good year. I mean, you know, 21 of, of 25 and, and uh, 84%. He's been, he's been good. So um, we'll see. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. And the Packers have missed their all-time leading scorer, Mason Crosby, this year, too. I mean, that has been one of the weak links is their consistency, even on extra points. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Mason Crosby had a couple games that were horrible, but most of the time he hit the big kicks. And that institutional memory you know, that confidence you have in your kicker who's done it before. That's why Harrison Butker, you know, he's nailed the big kicks, the 45-yarder, right, to put us into the Super Bowl. Then the game-winning field goal in the Super Bowl. And then six field goals a few weeks ago, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, never been done before. Six straight field goals. And then four in those freezing temperatures on uh, Saturday night in uh, Kansas City. By the way, can we get a little, I mean, Chicago fans are great fans. They hang out. It's 4,000 below. It's still a full stadium. I got to give credit to Kansas City. We had virtually a full stadium, 23 below. I went down for 30 minutes from the uh, the suite, the El Bandito suite, and the camaraderie in the stands was like nothing I've ever witnessed. It was so cool. I think the Kansas City fans and their enthusiasm and character took it to another level, and I think it unified us, and I think it presented us in a way that we deserve to be, which is, you know, some of the best fans in the NFL. Yeah, that, I will tell you, they were, is that, you know, I, I felt a little bit spoiled walking the 100 yards into the, to the, to the, to the stadium to get into the suite. You almost died. I almost died. So I was like a whole other, But I will tell you, I, I was you know, about 10 minutes before the game, nobody's in the stadium. Everybody, so I'm walking past people. They, they've, they've said no to the tailgates, and they're all in their cars, and there's one guy out there, one lonely guy out there manning the, the fire at, at one of the tailgates, and everybody else in the car. So five minutes before game time, all of a sudden, and it fills up. I mean, the, the places I was like, oh, I'm, you know, when I pulled in the filled, filled, it completely filled up to the brim. And then it, once the, the once it was, uh, it, you know, the game was in hand, that top bowl, vault, they just evaporated. And they, when the game was in hand, it, that that top bowl up there, which had to be like a negative thirty with the wind blowing <laughs> up there, those people. And then they came down. They were in the corridor. They were all. They didn't leave the stadium, but they had, they had vacated. 
their seats and they were in the corridors, but the bottom bowl was jammed and nobody was leaving. But that, but that top bowl, man, those people go, all right, we're out of here. All, all the sympathies no. for the people braving the weather. And of course, here in the Chicago in a week that was negative 15 for most of the week. And Nick Lowry, for the listeners, we'll let him know. I'm sure he's relaxing poolside in Arizona. So it's yeah. been rough. It's 74 degrees here today, guys. Come to Scottsdale. Yeah, buddy. We'll see you soon. But hey, thanks for jumping on, Nick. And we'll catch back up with you here you a little bet. bit. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Hey, hey, one one big question. The Anejo, guys, the best Anejo on the planet. When when can we get that? March 1st, buddy. We're going to be ready to, for the launch March 1st. And it is. You know, it's, right. it's world class. See you, buddy. I'll call you later, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Bye, man.